Hey y'all, are you ready to dive deep into wave season marketing? Ha, did I get you? Yes, wave season has not started yet, but if you want the best wave season you've ever had, you've got to get started with the right marketing now. And today we're going to talk about how you should be marketing today to catch all the waves come first quarter. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Social Takeoff Podcast, a podcast for travel professionals who are ready to use social media to help their business take off. I'm Kelly Haysmith, your host. I'm travel agent turned social media marketer who now works with multiple seven-figure travel agencies to help them infuse strategy and create a target social plan. I'll be sharing all of the tips and tricks of the trade, as well as content ideas and trends that you should be using to help grow your travel business. Let's get started. Y'all have been asking when you can go to Disney World with me and get content or when you can learn from me in person about creating a content strategy. Well, the time is now. My November content retreat workshop, content creation retreat workshop is open for registration. Now this event will sell out. So getting in early is going to be super important. And guess what? I even have a 50% off code for you. So you're going to want to listen to this till the end. So you can get that. This workshop, we are going to be visiting Disney's Hollywood studios for a full day and then have a complete day and a half in classroom so I can hands-on help you create your own custom content strategy. This is going to change the way you do business. This is going to change the frustration and overwhelm that you have creating a content plan every month. And you're going to want to bring your laptop because we're going to schedule those posts before you even leave. The event is from November 10th till the 12th and I can't wait to see you in Orlando. For 50% off, when you check out, use the code MARKETING50. Check the link in the show notes, and I can't wait to see you there. Did y'all know there's a planner out there that is made just for you, the travel agent? The Happiest Things Collective has created their planner for magical travel agents, and it is amazing. And why wouldn't it be? She's a travel agent herself. This thing has a place to keep track of your clients that are traveling. It has a place to keep track of quotes, who has final balance due. I mean, all the things that you need to create a smooth client experience and keep those clients happy so they become loyal clients. That's right. We're getting them into the loyalty phase, right? This comes in a physical and a digital version, and I'm telling you, you're going to love it. And for even more magic, you can sign up for their monthly subscription. This also comes in physical and digital versions, and you'll get amazing stickers and goodies every single month that are going to help you grow your travel business. And starting right now, I am partnering with the Happiest Things Collective to bring a monthly social media challenge to everyone inside their subscription. So go to happiestthingstravel.com, get on their subscription, get your planner, and make sure to use code KELLY15, K-E-L-L-I-15, for 15% off your purchase. 
Hey y'all. So we're going to talk about wave season today and I know it's early. And first off, I want you to know that this is not, we're not talking about prepping for wave season. And we can talk about that later. Like, um, in the subscriber chat last week, I talked about, I'm going to host, um, a goal setting workshop in November. And then I'm going to do a quarterly goal setting, like co-working hour for subscribers in December and going forward. But this is so much more than getting ready for marketing during wave season. It's actually getting your audience ready for wave season so that you can convert them when they're there. So y'all, we have talked so much about buyer phases, but that is super important in your marketing. I have a um, content creation workshop coming up in a couple weeks at Disney. And that is one of the things we're going to be diving deep into is how to use buyer phases in your marketing processes, in your marketing strategy and how to talk to buyers and all of those. And yes, I've had podcasts about it, but we're going to go deep into it in the content creation workshop. Side note, if you want to talk to me more about the content creation workshop, you're going to want to get into my DMs ASAP um, so that you can get in there and come join me um, at Disney. But anyway, um, today we are going to talk about buyer phases, but the, what are the right buyer phases to be doing right now? So Historically, I have worked, I was a travel agent for six years and then I have worked in marketing for travel agents for many years after that. And historically, the trends show that you go up, the sales kind of go up end of summer and then late October, November and December, they come back down, which makes sense, right? Because you have people who are busy, they're getting ready for Christmas, all kinds of parties and all of those things that are going on. And also they're spending money on things that aren't travel, unless they're buying travel for a gift. They are spending money on things that aren't travel. But wave season, which is also historically known for the busiest season of the year for travel agents is quarter one. And you normally don't really start seeing that wave season kick in until end of January. Make sure my mic's still on because I just messed with it. Anyway, you don't see that wave season start to kick in until the end of January, right? But um, that first quarter of the year tends to be when we're the most busy. And there's there's lots of reasons for that. Number one, people have put things off over the end of the year. And then now they're planning for their whole year um, tax season. When they get a tax refund, they may want to put that down as a vacation. So different things like that can cause that wave, but it tends to be a really big wave season. And last year or this year, 2023, um, among my clients, this wave season was a massive wave season. They saw these huge gains and growth and like just crazy sales. And part of that, I want to attribute to good marketing in quarter four of the year before that of 2022. And what is super important to understand. It's not just about when to market what, like we know that we should be marketing Alaska in like September to December of the year before, because people travel May to September of the next year. So like we know that right now is a time to market Alaska because people will be traveling come next May to September, right? But you have to know more than just when people are going to what destination. So we can like jump down those numbers. And I actually think maybe that I should create a podcast in the coming um, month or so 
about data-driven content. So like, when do people travel to these destinations and what should you be talking about? Yada, yada, yada. But that's all conversion phase. And so I am going to recap. If you are not a loyal listener and you haven't listened to some of the buyer phase um, podcasts, the the buyer phases are awareness, consideration, conversion, and loyalty. So they have to become aware of you, your business. They have to consider what it is that you do for them why they like you, why they relate to you, yada, yada. Then they convert to clients. So that is kind of the sales marketing process. And then they become a loyal client. So keeping them as a client going forward. And there is different types of marketing and different types of ways to to speak to them at each one of those phases. But there's also seasons of the year that you want to speak to them in a certain way. And since we know historically that sales trend down end of October, November, and December, we have to consider what type of content we need to be putting out there to get to it. And you may be saying, okay, then we're going to put more conversion to bring sales back up. And I'm going to tell you no, because you'd be wasting your time. We know that sales convert more in wave season. So in end of January, February, and March. So what we want to do is we want to bring in eyeballs and get them through awareness and consideration like now till the end of the year. So when wave season comes and we know that statistically they will be more apt to go ahead and book those trips, then we can kick conversion phase up into high gear and turn them out there. So what are some things that we should be doing? So we're going to talk about both awareness and consideration. Um, and, and how to start doing those things. So the first thing about awareness, let's talk about it a little bit more, right? This means they have to be aware of who you are. Now, I posted a thing on Instagram a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple weeks ago now. Last week, my Instagram would not even work. Um, I couldn't even post anything, so I can't remember when it was, but about locally. And so I have been doing some research about Google searches and like one of the top Google searches for travel agents is travel agent near me. And so that is something you need to take full advantage of. While this is a virtual business, people like to use people nearby, right? And so it's not that that is your only source of leads or your only market pool, but it will be your strongest market pool. So the first thing that you need to prioritize is making people in local communities around you aware of your business. And actually fall is a just a like a crazy good time to do that because you've got fall festivals and trunk or treats and Christmas markets and all kinds of stuff coming up, vendor events coming up that you can do this. And so like, as we talk about awareness, and we're going to talk about some virtual things only too, but like in-person events, those that I just mentioned and anything else that you can find are so important. They are meeting you. They are talking to you. They are putting a face to the brand and you're putting something physical in their hands that they can remember you with. Like, think about something that you can do for them. Like, I've said this a lot. Um, I used to sell mostly Disney, actually only Disney and Universal at the end of me selling travel. And um, every year when um, Disney launched their next year, I would host an in-person event and then people would come and book their next year trip that day. 
And so I always tried to have something fun for them. Like I hosted a drive-in theater one night, which was not at the drive-in. It was a sheet hung on my garage door. But um, one year I hosted it at a mercantile store and I made um, um, gray stuffed truffles. So they went home with something. So everybody that came went home with a gray stuffed truffle. And so it's just something to have them remember you by. But another really good way to get in those collab or get in awareness phase and like get your name out there more are other collaborations. So like think about like bridal shops in the area, like um, formal wear areas. Think about clothing stores that have um, clothes like that maybe it's like luggage stores or like vacation type clothes or great clothing or like, like I said, formal wear, like it's a great time. People may be looking for formal wear for um, Christmas parties or something like that. See if you can collaborate with the owners of those stores. And it's really good to do like small businesses, homegrown businesses to do this with. And maybe you can print something up to put and they'll put it in every bag of clothing. Like they, they, they sell something when they put the clothes in the bag that they're buying you, they put like your flyer in there with it or your card in there with it, something like that. So think about different people that you can collaborate with because what better way to get your name out there than to work with other small businesses in your area and having people in your area aware of what it is that you do. Okay. So those are my in-person things. But there are virtual things as well that you can be doing for awareness. And I'm going to like say them really fast and then we're going to go up and talk about them again. Okay. So lead magnets, in my opinion, this is probably the number one piece of awareness marketing, especially for this quarter of the year that is important is a lead magnet. And that is because of the funnel that it starts. You can do, um, Pinterest is a great awareness area. Um, and then topic and education style, social content. So reels and posts that are really quick bites of digestible information and tangible pieces of content that are people want to remember. Ooh, I'm thinking of going to the Bahamas next year. Let me save this so that when we're ready to plan, I still have it something to that. So it's got to be small, educational, but tip-based, something that's really practical that they can use. Um, all right, let's go back to the lead magnets. Okay. The reason lead magnets are so important, I said, it starts the funnel, but you can use it in so many ways. Number one, a lead magnet can be pinned. So the next one's Pinterest. We're going to talk about that, but lead magnets, I don't care if you are utilizing Pinterest or not, you should be utilizing a lead magnet and you should be utilizing um, an email list because those are two really important pieces of the marketing puzzle that without you aren't, first off, last October 31st, last Halloween, which is a week from when this goes live, Instagram shut down completely. If that was to happen, and Instagram was to completely shut down or Facebook was to completely shut down, your email list is how you can still get in touch with your community, okay? And so the lead magnet gets them there, but the lead magnet also tells you what they are most interested in. So if it's a Disney lead magnet or an all-inclusive lead magnet 
or a general travel lead magnet is fine too, but you can really start targeting market. Nope. Target marketing when you're talking about certain lake magnets. It's going to help you like pinpoint what they're in for, right? So you can put those lead magnets on Pinterest. You can use them as calls to action. So in your calls to action on your social media post, drop an emoji below and I'll send you a link to XYZ. Now, does your lead magnet need to be fancy? No. The lead magnet is, it needs to be a good lead magnet and you need a great title to get people to click in, buy in, or ask for it. But the lead magnet is of less importance. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be whatever. It should be practical. You don't have to use, like, if you can't think of something, people like Wanderlust Social, um, they have lead magnets that you can use. So like an itinerary, a packing list, a fact sheet, um, any of those things would work as a lead magnet if you don't have time or w bandwidth to create your own lead magnet. But if you do think about things like guides, checklists, I'm pretty sure I have a lead magnet podcast. I'm really struggling. Um, today is the day that the, the, um, I told my teenager I would for sure get at least one reference in today is the day that the picture of Taylor Swift kissing Travis Kelsey went live. And so, um, I'm, I'm having a real hard time focusing on my life currently. So like I'm trying, but I'm pretty sure that I have a podcast up about lead magnets. So that would be a good one to go back and listen to as we're talking about this. But, um, you want to just, the other key to a good lead magnet is where you put it. Like, is it pinned on your Facebook page? Have you shared your lead magnet to your personal page? Have you had your good close friends share it? Like, Hey, bestie, can you go share this post on my business Facebook page, please? Yada, yada, yada. Like do things like that. It is okay. Don't hey girl the crap out of people where you're like having them constantly like reaching out. I did this thing and I thought of you and you should download it. No, but like asking your friends every once in a while to share something for you and you know which friends you can ask. Don't ask your best friend from the second grade that you haven't talked to in 10 years, but like you can totally ask people that you see every day that are in your everyday life that want to help support your business to share something like that for you. And then, like I said, use it as calls to action, pin it on your Facebook page, share it um, to your personal page every once in a while, um, get on stories and talk about creating it and put a link to it or tell them to DM you and you'll send the link, whatever you want to do, but talk about it often, all the time. Remember that only about a third of your followers see what you post. So you want to make sure that you are showcasing all of the things like that. Okay. Now, let's talk about the content that you should be talking about. <laughs> that was a lot of talking about, but talking about the content, body day, talking about the content that you should be talking about right now. Basically, I'm saying, the words are hard. Basically, I'm saying, let's talk about the social media type posts that you should be posting right now in awareness, right? Reels and posts. Okay. Posts that are like infographic style, they tend to get shared more often and can tend to get to the, the explore page quicker. And then of course, reels are still king of reach. Yes, posts can get reach, but reels are easier if you are struggling with getting on the for you page or the explore page. Let's talk about what makes good social 
educational content real quick. And I wasn't even going to touch on this subject because I have a post going up. I don't know one day in the next bit. I don't know when it is, but I do have a post going up about this. So if, if don't still look at it and give it some, some like saves or something when you see it after you listen to this podcast, but maybe I'll switch it up and put it up tomorrow. Cause it would make sense. I don't know. I don't know what the calendar is y'all, but it's there. Anyway, let's get back to the topic. Um, so what makes educational content good? First off, what is educational content? Like educational content does not need to be boring. It does not need to be lecture style. It does not need to be in like some type of syllabus outline. Educational content just means you are teaching or showcasing information. It does help build your authority and your expertise. It gets across the point of what you do, not so much in the service, but in your niche and specialty. And so those things are important. But here is the reason that most people yawn when they see educational content, because it is so broad or so, what's the word I'm looking for? Not necessarily broad, but so um, um, general, I guess, or like, no, duh, of course. Like, let's say that you are saying, let's, for example, a no, duh educational post would be like, Three things that you should do when getting ready to plan your vacation. One, decide when you're going. Two, decide where you're going. And three, come up with a budget. Like, duh, duh, duh. Like, decide where you're going. Decide when you're going. Decide who is going. Like, duh, we know. That's like, duh. That's stupid. Nobody nobody was wondering if they needed to think of where they were going when they were going and who's going with them when they were planning vacation. Nobody has wondered that. So, like, but what if, what if you broke that down? Not into, yeah, actually, I'm just coming up with stuff on the fly now. Sorry. Okay. But you could break that down and let's say the, where you're going. Instead of just saying four things to do when you're starting to decide where, uh, what to do, like for vacation, where are you going is number one. Instead of saying that, what if you said, um, here are three things to help you decide where you should go on your next vacation, right? And now you're going to talk about a cruise versus an all-inclusive resort. And you're going to talk about um, an international vacation versus a, or a river cruise versus an ocean cruise or whatever it is. Now you're getting into nitty gritty where you're actually giving information where somebody's learning something that's not just no duh, like, oh my God, right? Okay, same thing. Let's talk about the budget, right? What if you were putting out there that instead of saying, and you should also come up with a budget. What if you were saying five things to consider when creating your vacation budget and you're talking about transfers and excursions and drink packages or, um, you know, whatevs that it is that you're thinking about. Like, instead of being like a no duh, you need to come up with a budget. They all know that. But how, what are things that you know as an expert that they don't? That is how you start turning educational content into good content. And the same thing with your headlines. Make sure that you are keeping them short, concise, and things that people actually want to read, okay? That they if they read like a lecture or a paper like that somebody's writing, then they're not going to read it. So, don't bother. Okay. So, that leads us into consideration. And so, we talked about awareness. Now we're talking about consideration. And there are several things that are going to help lead people through consideration, but they all start with the awareness. So you've got to do these 
in tandem with each other. Okay. So number one, your welcome sequence for your emails. If you have a lead magnet, you need a welcome sequence with your email. Welcome sequence is really where we start going through the consideration process because it really, they've got whatever info you gave them for free, but now they need to learn more about you, what you do, what your specialty is and how it is that you do what you do. Okay. Then a Facebook group is a great way to people to understand consideration. Number one, you may have past clients in there that are talking about what they did and how great you are and on and on and on. Right. But also you can get way more um, conversational in your Facebook group, asking people questions and walking people through things. And you can show up in there, not to mention the fact that that content gets put in front of your audience at a higher rate than just Facebook pages do. Your engagement strategy is consideration. Why? Because that is what makes you relatable and they see that you are invested in them. Of course. Sorry, y'all. Dog. Leia. <laughs> Sorry. I doubt I'll even edit that out. So I hope y'all still love me. Okay. Where was I? Oh, your engagement strategy. It is definitely consideration. Sometimes it's awareness as maybe the first time that you go comment on somebody's stuff, but really that engagement strategy, strategy, when you're talking about, um, when you're asking questions to build conversation. So let's say that you're, this is a follower and you're posting a poll in your stories and somebody votes on it. You going into their DMS and saying, Hey, thanks for voting my poll. This was your answer and asking them a question about it, that's your engagement strategy. And it leads them through that consideration because they get to know you, relate with you. And that helps them get from knowing who you are to knowing they want to work with you, which is the consideration phase. Consistent email marketing, showing up in their inbox over and over again. I'm going to get real close to the mic when I say this. Okay. So I don't know if it's any louder, but pretend that it is. Consistent email marketing does not have to be, look what's on sale. Look at this discount. Look at this promotion. Consistent email marketing, especially in this pre-wave season, should not be constant deals, promotions, and sales. It should be about your service, what you do, and anecdotes of things that you have done for clients in the past relatable, getting to know them, nurturing them. Okay. I'm going to sit back again, but I, I really hope you heard that good. Okay. Um, long form content is how is a great consideration thing. So they may become aware of you. They may catch a clip of a YouTube video or see a pin on Pinterest and go to your blog and read it. But long form content will actually really help the consideration process, especially video content, but blogs can as well. Um, because once they, you, if they, if it's binge worthy content and you are adding a service ad in all of your long form content, they are starting to understand you, your personality, they're relating to you and they're understanding more of what you do. So creating that binge worthy long form content is really important in the consideration phase. Um, now let's go to social posts. What are we doing in social posts for the consideration phase? Well, here's what we're doing. Carousels, if you know me, you know I love a carousel. If you don't know what a carousel post is, it is a post that has more than one slide, right? So 
Pro tip, Instagram shows the first two slides in your timeline or in your feed, okay? Um, if you have a follower who looks at your content regularly and you post a, a carousel that has five slides in it, they will show your content not only the first time, but the second time. So posting carousels that have at least two slides mean that you're probably gonna get in those people's timelines or feeds twice, okay? But these carousels need to be relatable. They need to have client anecdotes, which is exactly what I just talked about for consistent email marketing. So those client anecdotes can be like, once upon a time I had a client who wanted to go to Rome, but they needed to meet their partner someplace else. I don't know, but it's something that you did. Solved a problem, fixed something, or worked out something that was really intricate that took some authority. Client anecdotes like that. Or I had a client who was in Maui when the fire broke out and I had to work to um, get them home and what I did. Those types of things tell them what you do in an anecdotal, like in a storytelling and be relatable, be conversational and be personal as you're telling that story, but it really helps them relate. But relatable content too can be as simple as using, like I had somebody in my page the other day said, I love learning from you, but I'm also here for the Taylor Swift music. Like they know I like Taylor Swift and this week at 1989 comes out on Friday, Taylor's version. So like it's all, it's going to be all celebration this week. So be here for it. But I also show things like Gilmore Girls and Big Bang Theory, things that are like are that are relatable to me. Um, things that 16 year old boys do because I have one of those and things that five year old boys do because I have one of those. And so it helps me relate to the audience. So it's still content that makes sense for my brand, that makes sense for my business, that makes sense for what it is that I do and that I teach, but it also is relatable to people and will draw the right people in. And it probably even repels some of you all. You probably are like, I've had enough of Taylor Swift. I don't want to hear about it. That's fine. Like, I am sure there is another social media person that you can get info from, and it's cool. But like, you're putting your personality and relating to your audience into things will lead them through that consideration process faster because they will feel like they know you and they like you. Okay? <sighs> Service heavy. Remi this is also, this is still on social content. Um, Service heavy means that you are you are talking about what it is that you do. So in order for them to consider you, they have to understand why they would use you to plan their vacation versus plan their vacation or book their vacation on their own, right? They are going to book their vacation on their own and then they'll have to plan it while working with you. The booking is like the first step. The planning is the process and the service that you provide. They need to understand that and why they would use you. Like what's the difference in online booking for them and using you? So those things are really important. <sighs> okay, we have gone through that. Let's talk about some calls to action, shall we? So calls to action in the awareness phase. These are some things that you want to do. So basically in the awareness phase, the calls to action that you are going to use are going, is going to lead them in. You're going to kind of tell them how they can get into their next step. Oh my gosh, my computer is flashing at me that I can only talk for 30 minutes before I have to switch. Um, hold on. I'm going to, hold on. I'll be right back. Okay. I'm back. I was going to talk too long and I had to 
upload it and, and put it over. Okay. Anyway, so the calls to action you're going to use in the awareness phase are going to lead them into what you want them to do next. So call to action for your lead magnet, call to action to get them in your Facebook group, call to action to get them to read your blog or watch your videos, calls to action to take them to the step where they're going to consider you or calls to action that are going to create conversation. So then you can create an engagement strategy and speak to them around that. That's going to lead them into consideration. So your awareness calls to action are all going to be about next steps and not next steps like book. Now don't bark. Don't don't. If you did not look, listen to my, um, the things I'm tired of saying, was it five things? I think maybe not that I'm tired of seeing TAs do in their posts go watch that because, or listen to that because that is totally one of them is book now, contact me to book now, plan now, let's go, let's just get, let's do it today. Like that's not going to work very often. And it's certainly not going to work very often during this time. So you're going to definitely want to make sure that you are leading them to the next step, but the next step that you want them to do. So again, calls to action leading to lead magnets, invite them to your Facebook group, get them to do like read your blog, watch your video. Um, or start conversation. And then you also, what could you be doing engagement wise? You need to be responding to comments with engaging replies, like not a thanks for the comment heart. Nope. That's not what we're doing. We are asking questions. We are encouraging conversation and we are seeking people out in the awareness phase that we can create conversation with. Now calls to action for consideration phase. Can you tell I have notes for this one? Um, I hope not because I don't ever want to be the person that sounds like I'm reading a script. If I sound like I'm reading a script, then I need to redo things. Um, okay. Consideration. Calls to action that you should be using in consideration. That did sound like a script. Hold on. Let me take two. All right. So if we're talking about calls to action for the consideration phase, you're going to do things very differently. You are going to use polls and the quizzes, right? You want to prompt the conversation. So here's the thing. Polls and quizzes are great to upgrade your upgrade, your engagement, enhance your engagement, especially on stories. Hey, by the way, today, um, when you listen to this, this will be yesterday. I posted a, um, reel about a new Instagram feature that we got, which is comments. Nope. Which is polls in the captions. If you have those, when people vote, I actually don't even know what the results are going to look like. So as soon as I know what the results are going to look like, hold on. Let me see if anybody has responded to mine. Um, hold on. Um, let's see. Is it under insights? Nope. Well, if it is, I don't know who's voted. Oh, two responses. View results. Oh, okay. I have it. Okay. So the new, <laughs> sorry, y'all. This is all like, this was not on my notes. I can tell you. So, um, we were talking about consideration calls to action, polls and quizzes. So those you have in stories. Um, and so, but the same thing now with the new Instagram feature for polls in your captions if people are responding and you are not going in and finding out who, two responses. Um, and then I have, I, you can see the voters, but you can't see how they voted. 
So interesting enough, or at least I can't find it right now. So interestingly enough, um, you can thank them for voting and be like, I can't see your response. What did you say? So you can go in and message them for those things. And that would be a great way. But on your stories, you can see how they voted or what they responded with. And so going in and having a conversation like so do not use it just for engagement if you're not going to follow up because that is gold to go follow up with them on that. And then make sure that you're asking questions that you build conversation around. Right. So like if you are going to leave a comment below or give me this below, make sure it's something that you can continue to build conversation around. That's going to be really, really important. And then make sure that you're using calls to action and all your long form content, yada, yada, yada. Um, we talked about Facebook group, I think, but if I didn't, and I just skimmed over that, yeah, I did talk about it anyway, those are the ways. And so you really want to make sure that you are creating consideration and awareness content as you walk through this pre wave season phase. Um, and remember if you are not booking as much or not quoting as much, you have more time to get on and engage with people on social media, get in front of people, let them become aware of you and, and create those connections with people so that when conversion time comes and we will talk about what conversion is going to look like and how we're going to create converting content. That's not, um, Hey girl, MLM content. When we get to, um, like when we're ready to talk about that. But right now, use this time to create this valuable content that is going starting right now with this kind of content. It's going to help you just blow last year's wave season sales out of the water. All right, y'all. As always, I want to know what you thought about this episode. You can come to my DMs. Tell me what you thought. But I'm I'm just asking you really, really nicely. If you will, please, please, please leave me a review um, wherever you're getting your podcast. It's one way that really helps me get found and be able to bring you more content. Join me on Friday this week um, for a live subscriber chat. If you're a subscriber, um, every Friday we do subscriber chats. I'm going to also do a subscriber live soon. Um, but um, I will be bringing you more info. I am speaking at a sales summit with Wonderless Campus and the public. Anyone, no matter if you have been a Wonderless Campus student or not, is invited. So I'm going to be talking to you about getting those tickets soon. Um, I don't have the link to give you today to get in that. But if you'll jump in my DMs and say, hey, I want to know more about the sales summit, I will get you info on that so that when I have that link, I can send it directly out to you. Um, what else? What else? What else is going on? Subscribers? Yes. Podcast review? Yes. Um, content creation workshop. Again, if that is something that you want to do, we have a couple spots last minute that you can jump in um, if you want to. I think that's all that's going on right now. All right, y'all have a great rest of your week. I can't wait to talk to you again next Tuesday. Hey y'all. Did you know that every month I teach exclusive social media classes at Wonderless campus? That's right. Inside both masterminds, I host a live call every single month at Wonderless campus. We're on a mission to help travel agents and agency owners grow a wildly successful dream travel business. We're really where travel entrepreneurs come to grow. And I want to invite you to join us. Click the link below in the show notes for an exclusive offer and save $200 on your registration. I hope I'll see you there. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Social Takeoff Podcast. Make sure to leave us a review below and come find me on Instagram at Kelly Haysmith and let me know what you thought of this week's episode. Make sure to check back 
every Friday for a bonus episode, Five Things Friday, and every Tuesday for a brand new episode. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Social Takeoff Podcast. Make sure to leave us a review below and come find me on Instagram at Kelly Haysmith and let me know what you thought of this week's episode. Make sure to check back every Friday